Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. We are glad to have you with us. If you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the Beauty of God Conference taking place on our campus on October 24 and 25. And I'm pleased to report that today on the show, we've invited the conference organizers to spend some time with us and provide us with a sneak peek at the blessings to come. Before we get underway, I want to remind you about our brand new e-newsletter called Happenings. It's a great place to go to learn about what's taking place on campus and how you can get involved. We would love to have you with us at some of these events, so please go to beesondivinity.com events to find out more. Some of the events that are featured in the newsletter are sponsored by our Lay Academy of Theology. Our popular Lay Academy classes will begin at the end of this month. If you'd like to go deeper into the Bible, church history, and other theological subjects with one of our professors for a six-week stretch, visit beesondivinity.com slash layacademy for more information. All right, Kristen, who do we have on the show with us today? Today on the show, we have two guests in the studio, Dr. Michael Pascarello III and Dr. Emily Andrews. Dr. Pascarello has been a guest on the show before, and you might recognize his voice as our podcast announcer each week. He is a Methodist Chair of Divinity and the director of our Robert Smith Jr. Preaching Institute at Beeson. Dr. Emily Andrews is Assistant Professor of Music and Worship and Director of the Center for Worship and the Arts at Samford University's School of the Arts. And this is her first time on the show today, and we're looking forward to introducing you to her. So welcome both of you, Dr. Pascarello and Dr. Andrews, to the Beeson Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. As I mentioned, uh, Emily, this is your first time on the show. And um, since it is your first time as our guest, I wonder if you would introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us more about your role with Sanford Center for Worship in the Arts. Certainly. Well, I direct the Center for Worship in the Arts, as you mentioned. That's a role that I have come upon fairly recently, so joined the Center on Staff in 2021 at the beginning of the year. Essentially, the Center for Worship in the Arts exists to equip congregations to engage intergenerational and artistic worship practices. And sometimes we lean more heavily into the intergenerational side of those practices. Sometimes we're on the artistic side. Sometimes they blend together really well. But those foci, that is really where we kind of situate our work and our resources and the events that we put on. We recently received additional monies from Lilly Endowment, for which we are grateful to continue this work into the next few years. One of my favorite things about being the Dean of Beeson Divinity School is that my office is right across a sidewalk from the School of the Arts at Sanford <laughs> University. Uh, Wilma and I are big fans of the arts. We love to go uh, to concerts and other events that are put on at the School of the Arts. So it's fun for me that we've got a conference this fall where we're collaborating a little bit. Mm -hmm. The Preaching Institute of Beast Divinity School and uh, the Center for Worship and the Arts of the School of the Arts are doing this thing together. I wonder if you two could tell us just a little bit about what that's been like. How are we pulling this off in collaboration? Whose idea was this conference and who's doing what? 
really the 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 seed of the idea was really Mike's um, and your book. We actually started our work. 2019, right? Yeah. <laughs> in collaboration, and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that your book had just recently been published, I believe, at that point. And so, really, Mike came to us um, with the with kind of the the seed that I think stemmed from the book, but was was deeper than that as well. And saw that um, you know when it comes to thinking about the beauty of God, the arts are not far from that. And so, it seems like a natural fit. Um, we really, I would say, had really good plans for the conference pretty much fully in place to host it in 2020. <laughs> and again, because of COVID, we we kept putting it off um, a couple of times, actually. And so came back together when when protocols were, were open and available to allow us to collaborate further. And um, I would say since then, um, back in 2021, now for the conference in 2022, tweaked some things, you know, rethought about um, guests together and collaboratively and rethought the schedule, had assistance from folks like Kristen to help us think through the schedule and um, how to make it the best for the participants and the guests that will be here. But I would say from the beginning, it's been a very collaborative process and moments where we've sat around the table and kind of dreamed what it could Mm -hmm. be like to think about a conference that focused on preaching, worship, and the arts, all of which I think is just, that's kind of in our wheelhouse collectively. And so delighted to be a part of this collaboration and and hope that it's perhaps something that, that more of that we'll see in the future. Yeah, I hope so too. And Mike, we're going to ask hard questions about the theology and practicality of the beauty of God in just a minute. But Emily's referenced your book already. Mm -hmm. So tell our listeners about the book. Well, I published a book, the title, The Beauty of Preaching uh, with Erdman's. And it really was the fruit of a lot of years of not only study, but reflection and experience as a preacher. And thinking about, um, as Emily said, just said, preaching as an art as well as a craft Mm. and art with reference to beauty and specifically the beauty of God, the triune God, because preaching is a theological discipline. We speak of God uh, if it's Christian preaching. And the, uh, what caused me to, to think about this even more is that, you know, we preachers are always looking for things that will hook people and draw them in. And uh, that tends to be done through illustrations and stories and sometimes video clips. But what I found is very little preaching lifts up God and invites the congregation to behold God's beauty, which is an expression of his glory Mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ and in the world. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, beauty is attractive and it's delightful and it's enjoyable. So... It seemed very natural then to partner with Emily in the Center for Worship in the Arts. And I think uh, because we share so much in common. I wonder if you can give a sales pitch, so to speak, of this conference. Who is it for? What is it about specifically? And then what can guests anticipate or expect when they come to this conference? Well, what we've envisioned is a conference that would have a a wide audience of folks in ministry ordained in lay. Those who are worship leaders, those who are church musicians, pastors who are preachers and artists, uh, and lay folks who are involved and very interested in, you know, the worship of the church and contribute to it in very important ways. And it was important to bring artists into this because... Uh, we, it would help 
for churches and pastors to better understand uh, the place and the role of artists in the church and how they contribute to the church's ministry. What would you add to that, Dr. Andrews? I, not necessarily something to add, but just something to highlight and is that I do hope that artists will feel invited, um, particularly artists who are interested in the life, worship, and ministry of the church, because we, we do have guest speakers and guest presenters coming who are artists in their own right. And I do think that it's important for the church today to engage, rethink, revision how the arts can be, broadly speaking, so especially arts beyond music, because music tends to be the natural kind of artistic homeland for the church to engage, but the arts even beyond music to, th- to help us consider how worship can be renewed in our own context. And then as Mike has already alluded, how we can better behold the beauty of God through these media. I wonder if we could get you to talk just a little bit for us about what difference the way we think about the beauty of God should make for everyday Christians in the way they live out their faith day to day in the ways in which they worship God. I mean, on the one hand, around this table, we're already sold on this. I think theologians and artists will think this is a really great idea. But what about just sort of regular people in the pews who think kind of practically about living out their faith day by day? How would you want to challenge them to think more or to think better about the beauty of God uh, for Christian living? Mm-hmm. And maybe, Emily, we could start with you. Yeah, well, I, and I don't have the quote before me, or the, the person of the quote, but I'm thinking of a book where essentially the first sentence is, beauty is back, and kind of talking about how we as humans, especially in the 21st century, and what some have described as an increasingly postmodern, perhaps post-truth context, and the way in which we are increasingly sensitive to aesthetics in our lives and how um, those sensitivities, especially that which is sensed and felt and experienced, that that really shapes us as humans and kind of shapes our, our our own life world, no matter where we are coming. You know, we may not be theologians and artists, but so no matter where we are coming from, those kinds of sensitivities are especially what is shaping kind of our life world today. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where, you know, I, I realize I'm speaking pretty abstractly still, but I think that that's where we might be able to engage the person of you or especially the person who's coming from you know, non-professional theological and artistic disciplines, um, and even even worship leaders to some extent who, you know, again, that might seem natural, but, you know, I know the kind of day-in, day-out work of the worship leader, and it can be very much tied to logistics and essentially event planning um, on a weekly basis. And so even for those folks, helping us recapture or attune ourselves anew to the, the way in which we are inclined, especially today, I think, to be sensitive to aesthetics in our world and the ways in which that forms our faith so deeply. I'm thinking now of the Jamie Smith and one of his many works um, where he says, you can't think your way to God. And I think that that sentiment is connected to this conference and kind of the seeds of this conference is that we can't um, ultimately think our way to God. There has to be some some sort of uh, sensed or something that we feel is real in order to actually actually feel connected to God. And so I hope that this conference can help us think about that um, that uh, way of thinking about faith, but also even experience it in the, in the moments of worship gatherings that we'll have. And Mike, of course, you were a pastor for many years. Uh, how would you, would you like to talk about the importance of the beauty of God for people in the pews in our churches? 
Well, I think all of our listeners, uh, or probably most of our listeners, would agree that when we talk about Christian living, uh, the life that we live by faith in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, uh, is intended to, God's intention is that we reflect or bear the image of God, that we that we, uh, and, and that is our unique calling um, as human creatures. We are made in the image of God. And of course, the fullness of the divine image is revealed to us in Jesus Christ. And so to be fully conformed to him is the process or the pattern or the way uh, that follows conversion that we call sanctification and holiness. So that uh, the more we become like Christ and the holier that we are by sharing God's holiness, which is gift to us, then the more we show forth the beauty of God's holiness and the kind of people we are and the way we live our lives, the manner in which we act. And why that's important, I think, for lay folks is to recognize uh, in our great desire uh, to see more people get involved in the church that ultimately what matters is that they are attracted to the God whom we worship and who is a holy God and a beautiful God. Mm -hmm. And each of us is called to participate in his holiness, uh, which takes the shape of Jesus Christ, crucified and risen. Mike and Emily, I know that you have lined up some great speakers at this um, conference. So I wonder if you can tell us who these people are who are coming to lead the conference and a little bit about the schedule. I know that there's worship services and TED Talks and just so it's 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 full of just some amazing things that you've lined up. So can you tell us about the speakers and the schedule? And we'll start with you, Mike. Well, I think it's a great schedule because it offers a variety of opportunities that address, we hope, will address the questions and the needs that our uh, participants bring. And it's a, it's a schedule that keeps moving. Uh, which I think is important in a conference. Uh, there's nothing in it that's long and drawn out. And it also offers good opportunities for participants to actually engage with both our speakers and the artists who will be performing um, in the concert. So uh, let me speak for the preaching side. Preaching for our opening uh, service of worship on Monday evening, the 24th, is Dr. Tyshawn Gardner, who is now a member of the Sanford University faculty, a longtime pastor in African-American church in Tuscaloosa, a great preacher, a protege of Dr. Robert Smith, and one who in his work has uh, really dealt with beauty and preaching. Uh, in the life of the church. And he'll also be uh, offering a workshop, a breakout session, and then participating on a panel uh, discussion. Deborah Dean Murphy is a fine, fine theologian who has written about the beauty of holiness, both God's beauty and the beauty of God's people as we grow in, and increasingly grow in our love for God and neighbor. Uh, and she's a really fine speaker and she's very thoughtful and cares deeply about the ministry of the church. So I, I think that what she will do uh, in presenting and uh, presenting a homily as well as a breakout session uh, will be um, very, very helpful. 
I would say that, again, what Mike has already alluded to with the schedule is there's just a lot of different opportunities for participants to plug in. And so I'm thinking of, yes, we will worship together. We have, as you already mentioned, these TED Talk kind of fast-paced presentations from some of our um, guests and who are experts in their disciplines and fields. But then we have these breakout sessions where essentially there'll be small group classes of sorts that we hope will take kind of a more practical turn to whatever the guest is bringing from their particular discipline. And so I'm, you know, really excited to see all of those avenues take place in a single, essentially 24-hour conference. Um, it is quite fast-paced. Um, some of the guests that we have coming, um, John Whitfleet, who is director of the Calvin Institute of Christian Worship and professor of worship theology and congregational ministry at Calvin University and Calvin Theological Seminary is coming. And he is one of our, our plenary speakers, so he'll be giving some, an opening, at least an opening and a closing session, moderating some panel discussions. One of his many gifts, I would say, is an ability to tie many things together for us. And so I think that he will definitely enrich the conference in the sense of setting the tone at the beginning and helping us think about our conference theme and then helping us wrap up our learning and our experience together at the end. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to what he has to, to say and share with us based on um, the content and theme of our conference. Matt Papa is another guest who's coming. He is a worship leader, but also a singer and songwriter and Dove Award nominee. He has become particularly known in the in the uh, worship songwriting world for writing of new hymns, so in a in a modern style, but who um, that have texts that are akin to classic or standard hymn text in their form, at least, um, and also in the in kind of the depth of their theological content. Um, so that's kind of an, a niche that he has really carved out for himself, among others, but that's um, kind of the world that he sits in. He does a lot of work with the Gettys. So if you're familiar with Keith and Kristen Getty and their their sing conference and their publications and all that they do in the worship songwriting world, he does a lot of work with them and um, leads worship at some of their conferences as well. So we're delighted to have him with us. Another artist who will be coming is Cliff Duran. And he is the worship pastor at First Baptist Church Woodstock in Georgia. Has a long tenure as a, as a noted worship leader, especially in Southern Baptist circles and large congregations that are leading comprehensive, I would say, music ministries in their own right, which he does at First Baptist Woodstock. But he is also a, a Dove Award winning artist. He is an arranger, a composer, a producer, and publishes music with a variety of Christian music um, outlets. And so he also, in addition to his worship leadership, again, does the composing and arranging, but also performs with a group um, called Overflow, which includes himself, his wife, and then another female vocalist. Um, so a, a trio uh, for which he sings and often plays the piano. So he is a wonderfully gifted musician and just to, again, attest to kind of the breadth of his work in addition to his worship leadership, he, unrelated to the conference, he's agreed to actually come to talk to our instrumental arranging classes in the Division of Music because, again, that's in his wheelhouse. And when our theory faculty learned that he was coming as part of this conference, they reached out and said, please, can you help, help him get into our classes in music theory? in composition because he's he's very gifted in that area. Another one of our guests coming is Kevin Twitt, who is the RUF campus minister at Belmont University. He also does some adjunct teaching at Belmont. Uh, some listeners may know of him from the Indelible Grace Ministry, which he actually founded in 1999. Um, so a long tenure of, of being connected to that ministry. If you don't know anything about that ministry, they were early on one of at the forefront of 
of re renewing older hymn text in modern musical forms. And so really bringing back, um, in some cases, all I can say is some really obscure hymn text and kind of enlivening them with, with new music, as well as some new text as well that kind of fit into a more standard hymn form. So that was part of his ministry for many years, but now he is, um, again, at Belmont University. Joe Corey is another artist who's coming, and he is actually on faculty at Sanford. He is a visual artist, um, professor of visual art, and um, Beeson, as part of the conference, has graciously commissioned him to create original artwork for the conference that will be on display, as I understand, permanently. Once the conference has concluded, the artwork will stay here. Joe has a heart, though, for thinking about how the visual arts interlace with our faith, with Christian ministry, with worship in particular. He, for a number of years, has been connected to and is now the actual leader of Christians in the Visual Arts, which is a professional um, organization in visual arts. And so has done a lot of work with congregations, including his own here in town, to help them think about how to incorporate visual arts into the life and ministries of, of congregations, again, including his own. And then trying to make sure I don't miss anyone, uh, Daniel Kaysen is the other artist and worship leader that I want to make sure everyone is aware that he is coming. He is a wonderfully gifted uh, musician. As I understand, he is uh, he's around. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. a regular in Beeson's chapel service and just so talented and, and as a pianist, as a worship leader, as a minister. He's ordained to minister. And so he also will be leading, be the primary worship leader of one of our worship gatherings as part of the conference. All right. I'm sold. This sounds like a fantastic conference to me. Uh, Emily, how do I sign up? Sure. Um, the best thing to do, uh, if, if you're kind of listening just and don't know much about it, Google <laughs> the Beauty of God conference at Sanford, and hopefully that should bring you to our event page. And there is literally just a click register here. And so it's pretty easy peasy. We always like to end our shows by hearing what the Lord has been teaching our guest. And I wonder if you each can share just a, a couple of words of what God has been doing in your life that would be a word of encouragement to our listeners. So mm -hmm. I wonder if we can start with you, Dr. Pascarello. Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. I've become increasingly aware in the last couple of years of how our primary vocation as Christians, which is to worship God, has um, been often pulled in different directions by many, many distractions. And, and I think that affects all of us, given uh, so much of what's happening in American culture. And I think it becomes increasingly difficult to keep our eyes on, on, on the Lord first and recognizing that everything else then follows. So I've taken that to heart. And uh, that's, that's something that I've been trying to do is just attend to God more carefully and closely. Thank you. And Dr. Andrews? Yeah, what comes to mind first is, um, I guess for several months now, I've been doing a lot of thinking and reading in the faith and work movement, if, if that um, sounds familiar. And in this season of my life, that has become more important because I am a new mom again, um, having just had my third child now. And um, so thinking of ways in which I can honor God um and think of God as connected to to some of the very mundane uh, parts of my life 
the 2 a.m. parts of my life, um, that has become really important. And it, and I realized that, you know, perhaps God was preparing me for, in many ways, for this season by kind of already thinking about how all of our life can be connected to our faith life. And um, then as I turn to a new semester, um, for the first time I'm teaching a, a general music class for all, it's for all freshman music majors that I'll have in my class this, this semester. It's called Purpose and Professionalism. It's kind of this onboarding, you know, inter to the in, welcome to the music major course, um, and so yeah, I think that I'll continue to take those thoughts with me, even though that's not a any kind of worship or theology class. I'm hoping to impart to students that um, all of our lives can be devoted to God, um, and that that can be part of our purpose as Christian disciples. Mm, that's right, a very good word and a great way to conclude our conversation with Dr. Michael Pascarello, the Methodist Chair of Divinity and Director of the Robert Smith Jr. Preaching Institute here at Beeson Divinity School, and Dr. Emily Andrews, who serves as Assistant Professor of Music and Worship and Director of the Center for Worship and the Arts at Samford School of the Arts. We are very grateful to them for organizing a wonderful conference on the beauty of God. Please sign up. We'd love to have you. We're grateful to them for being with us on the show today. Uh, and to our listeners, uh, as always, we say thank you for being with us. We are praying for you. We ask you to pray for us and our students, and we say goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Mm-hmm.